Hi, everybody. My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories. I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 75. This week has been a crazy one here for many people in the United States. If you've read the news, you probably saw mention of the 750 million GMO mosquitoes that have been approved for release in the Florida Keys, which is a mind-blowing experiment aimed to reduce the number of disease-spreading mosquitoes there. So it's definitely worth reading about if you get a chance. You may have also read in the news that back-to-back hurricanes are projected to hit Louisiana this week. Louisiana is a state that borders the Gulf of Mexico, and according to CNN, in modern history, there's never been a case when two hurricanes have hit the same general area within 48 hours. So this is an odd reality for that area, for the south part of the United States, and a scary one. So maybe you might be interested in following that news as well. Thirdly, you may have seen news about wildfires wreaking havoc in California. And yes, that is my home state. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about wildfires in the United States. During the five-minute episode, I'll introduce vocabulary, phrases, and collocations needed to discuss wildfires in English. If you would like the transcript to this episode, as well as the list of terms, their definitions, as well as exercises and quizzes to test your learning, be sure to sign up to premium content at AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Before we begin this five-minute episode, I'd like to give a bit of a refresher about my location. I am from California, as you probably know by now. I grew up in a city called Fairfield, which is right next to Napa, Napa County, the famous wine country of California. And currently, I live in Woodland, which is near the state capital, Sacramento. Now, Fairfield is one of the cities that's been very affected by the LNU Lightning Complex fire. And I'm going to talk about that at the very end. So if you want to hear about my personal experience with wildfires and the one that is currently raging through the county surrounding me, then be sure to listen to the very end. So let's begin. Every year in summer, as temperatures rise across the U.S., more and more reports of wildfires appear in the news. In fact, news about wildfire spreads like wildfire. Just hours after the start of a blaze, reporters cover the damage done to land, property, and people. As a viewer, you'll see images flash across the screen as they speak. In them, you may see grasslands that are burnt to a crisp, houses or other structures that have been badly charred or that lie in shambles on the ground. Some news sources choose to show the emotional impact of the devastation by zooming in on a farmer's face 
while he or she overlooks a field of torched crops, or the horror of an animal breeder who was unable to transfer their animals to a neighboring city's fairgrounds or an animal shelter in time. Although images are often chosen for their shock value, the message is clear. If you live in a wildfire-prone zone, you need to keep updated on fire containment and where you and your animals can go in the case of an evacuation. Annually, around 10 million acres of land burn across the U.S., which is roughly around 5 million hectares. According to the National Interagency Fire Center, 77% of affected states are in the West and in California. The causes for each fire can vary from case to case and place to place. 10% of fires in the states are caused by natural phenomena such as lava or lightning. When lightning strikes a dead or dying tree, it's like lighting a match. The tree, just like the match, will ignite. After the tree is on fire, flames can jump and sparks can fly. Any dry brush surrounding that tree serves as kindle for the fire. It feeds it and allows it to spread. According to the U.S. Department of the Interior, 9 out of 10 fires are caused by humans, and in many cases, they are unintentional acts of negligence. For example, someone who throws a cigarette butt out the window of a car while driving can instantly start a brush fire. People who build campfires or bonfires in undesignated areas may be unaware of potential fire hazards within the fire's reach. For example, overhanging branches or logs placed upwind can easily go up in flames. Sometimes, smoldering campfires or even fireworks left unattended or not properly put out can start a wildfire. When an individual intentionally starts a fire, we call it an act of arson, and it is considered a felony in the United States, the most extreme type of crime. For many Americans, especially in California, the threat of wildfire is a reality. The question is, is their property in the line of fire? Is it in the path of destruction? To avoid running the risk of losing everything, many families pack up prized possessions in advance. That way, when they get a text message from the city or state's alert system to evacuate, they can leave on a moment's notice. Until then, the proximity of a fire can be disheartening. Looking outside, it may be possible to see scorched hills or even flames in the distance. The sky may appear dark gray from all of the smoke making it nearly impossible to find patches of blue. The air may feel denser than normal as ash blows around and sticks to your hair and clothing. At this point in time, the air quality is at its worst, which is a sign that it's time to take refuge indoors. Meanwhile, those who are not affected by the fire may volunteer to help rescue cats and dogs from fire-threatened areas. When there's a home fire, A family may normally use a fire extinguisher or a blanket to snuff it out. If they themselves catch on fire, they may stop, drop, and roll, as we are commonly taught to do at school. 
When there's a wildfire, however, it's dealt with quite differently. During a wildfire, firefighters work around the clock using control lines and a variety of techniques to manipulate where and how the fire can move. Helicopters circle above or overhead, dropping fire retardant onto areas engulfed in flames. According to Verisk's 2019 wildfire analysis, quote, 4.5 million U.S. homes were identified as high or extreme risk of wildfire, with more than 2 million in California alone, unquote. Each year on average, there are about 8,147 wildfires in California. So far in 2020, over 1.4 million acres have burned, which is equivalent to about 570,000 hectares. These numbers are projected to worsen in the upcoming years. But why? Well, the landscape and weather makes it highly susceptible to wildfire. The land is dry, and there are droughts, which are dry spells with little to no rainfall. During a drought, Small plants, bushes, and trees, collectively known as brush, dry out and become highly flammable. California is also known for the Diablo winds in the north and the Santa Ana winds in the south. And when these winds pick up, even the smallest fire can spread for miles. Wildfires are inevitable and are extremely expensive for the U.S. government, insurance companies, and taxpayers. As an individual, what we can focus on is wildfire prevention and preparedness. You can learn about prevention from Smokey Bear, who is an icon in the longest-running advertising campaign in U.S. history. In terms of preparedness, if you are in a wildfire-prone zone, pay attention to excessive heat warnings and also signs of thunderstorms during summertime. Make sure that your home fire alarm is working and that you are signed up to alerts on your phone. If there is a power outage, this will be your best bet at staying informed. That's it for this five-minute episode about wildfires in the U.S. I know that the topic is pretty intense, but as I mentioned, it literally hits close to home. So to hit close to home is an expression that we use to express that something directly impacts us, and usually emotionally. I said that this topic of wildfires literally hits close to home because wildfires occur regularly close to home, so they're in my proximity, and they also affect me personally and emotionally. So currently, as of August 25th, over 600 fires are raging in California, many of which are complex fires. So these ones that were smaller fires that converged or connected and created a bigger fire. The LNU Lightning Complex Fire, which began after lightning struck in various locations on August 17th, is burning through Fairfield, the city I grew up in, and Vacaville, where much of my family lives. Fortunately, it's now about 27% contained. Some of my family members have evacuated and are among thousands of families in Northern California who have. Unfortunately, after all of this COVID madness, 
classes were finally supposed to start in schools, and now many of the schools have opened up their cafeterias and gyms as evacuation centers. So the start date of school will be probably about a week later. So my family lives in Woodland, California, which is fortunately right outside of the burning zone, although we are on an evacuation list. So for the past week, we've needed to stay up to date to make sure that we wouldn't need to pack up, and thankfully we didn't. So we're all safe, but the air quality in my area is so horrible, it's impossible to go out without sucking up ash. I mean, we just got our car washed and it's now covered in ash. For as long as I can remember, wildfires have really seemed like a normal summer occurrence. So I grew up in an area that is surrounded by wine country. One year, I remember driving up to the top of a hill with a friend and watching a fire burn through the grapevines on an adjacent hill. And I remember thinking how devastated that farmer or viticulturist must be who cared for these grapes for so long only to watch them be burned to bits before harvest season. It's pretty dramatic. Two years back in 2018, We watched on TV as the campfire hit, which was the most destructive fire in U.S. history since 1918. 18,793 structures burned during that fire, and a whole city north of me called Paradise was knocked out. For the first time in my life that I can remember, fires really entered into residential neighborhoods. Now, I don't want to give a negative impression of California. California is a wonderful place. It's so beautiful. There are so many national parks and different scenic areas to visit. It's my home state, and I'm very proud of it. It just so happens that wildfires are a reality for a period of time every year. We deal with them in the way that we can. And, of course, thank all of the firefighters, helpers, volunteers, and everybody who puts themselves on the line to keep the fire contained. That's it for today. In this talk, I did not mention controlled burns, which assist in regrowth and regeneration of plants and trees, but perhaps that will be for another time. So hope you enjoyed, and until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.